2: This is Off-Track with Inch and Rossi.
1: Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
0: Another
1: sandwich. Are you joking? <laughs> you ordered that on purpose.
0: You know what's funny is at like 8 this morning, I almost texted you. I was like, can you just order your sandwich now to get it over with? So fun. here's
2: what's funny is Panera, the Panera app. I'm recording now, by the way. because Are think you getting a secret
0: sponsorship from Panera that we don't know about? <laughs>
2: like, well,
0: no, but I'm, I'm
2: going to now. So I got a, like my app dinged at me and it was like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. And I'm like, I haven't seen you in exactly one week, almost to the hour. So, yeah, you're right. Let's uh, let's do this. So. Uh, yeah guys, I got my sandwich because that's just how we do it here on off track with Kenshin. Oh, I, hate I, I, you I so feel much.
1: like I I feel like you literally they probably were like, oh, we can deliver it to you at twelve fifty-five. And you're like, you know what? I'm gonna be the first person ever that was like, no. Can you okay, please so, deliver my sandwich later? So do you want to know the, the actual
2: truth? Hold on.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish this story because
2: this is the actual story. I did get that app notification and I was like, oh, it is Panera Day. But then I was like, well, that'd be rude to do it on the show again. So I'm going to order it early. And I ordered it early. And then I got to like the end of the app thing. And it was like, do you want to enable um, uh, text message updates or whatever? And I was like, I don't really care. I know it's going to show up in the next however long. So I kind of got out of the app. And then I'm like, man, it's not here yet. And I went onto the app and I had to click that to finish the order which I didn't realize. I thought I'd already ordered it. And so I did that, and then it just so happened to time out to be right when we're starting the show. So, no, and
0: here, but here's what I want to focus on. We're, we're starting 10 minutes late because you couldn't figure out your microphone. And so that, yeah, like, I, the way you ordered it, it would have interrupted. <laughs> like, had we started no, on it, time? It, it would have just it showed interrupted.
2: Up t- it showed up 10 minutes ago. I just, I was too frustrated with the microphone <laughs> situation to do anything about it. So yes, these beautiful microphones that Tim bought us, to be professional, uh, didn't work. And the little, little mini Samson one that I bought and then
0: Tim stole from me. No. Then and then, I also bought you twice. First well, of
1: all, first of all, first
2: of all, no, Tim didn't f- buy anything ever. <laughs>
0: I did buy That's the Samsung true. ones.
2: No, the, well, no, the first one I had and then you got the same one as me because you liked it. And then you stole mine and then you bought me a new one. Not true. That's not, nice. yeah. do, you know do
1: you want to know what's interesting? I have two of them now.
2: That's, <laughs> That's weird because I thought I found ah, the one yeah. that I thought Fim stole. So I must. I, wait, did you. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Somebody has stolen something <laughs> from
0: someone. <laughs> wait. So we've gained a microphone.
1: <laughs> at, at this point, I think we have five microphones for three people.
0: All that tells me ah. is that we need to do more guests. I just get it. I just. I really miss when we could just skip these. <laughs> like, but we, we can't
1: now it. because we are a professional podcast, thanks to SiriusXM and the Jim Jeffries show. No. Nope, What's nope. the?
0: Wow. Uh, it's the Dan What's Patrick the, show. Dan, Dan Patrick. Patrick. Dan like. Patrick channel.
1: <laughs> yep. Tim, calm down. You didn't remember who it was either, no, right there.
0: No, but I knew it wasn't Jim Jeffries. <laughs> I mean, I wish you were on Jim Jeffries' show also. That would be great.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not instead of, just on top of. Um, well, as James eats his sandwich, um, for the people who don't know this, because Tim hasn't figured out how to get the video side of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi working, um, Tim has some painted nails. Uh, do you dare discuss? Are you like now in a punk rock band? Are you um, all, with all your above. tattoos? All your tattoos? You feel like you're just gonna now be a, a trendsetter?
0: It was um, a it was a long weekend. Uh, LAUSD decided to just take Monday off. They they just they call them unassigned days. So for the LA public, did you schools, just say just LSD? LAUSD, Los Angeles Unified School District. Yeah, uh, that's too close that, to LSD. They just didn't feel like uh having a Monday. So it's a three day weekend. So I was hanging that's out with the Hazel. most Cal-
1: That's the most Californian thing I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> they call on a says the days. says the there's California just like a certain number of
2: days. Every Who left
1: California? Like,
2: nah. No, but I'm saying that you're allowed to say that. Right.
1: Right.
0: Yes. Um, well, so I was hanging out with Hazel this weekend, and uh, you know, there's there's not a lot to do here. Like they are still you still can't go to a lot of the playgrounds. The pool's still closed, uh, and it was hot outside so like we just had to find some activities so she decided that her room was a spa and uh it's just the two of us so nails are getting painted you know <laughs> so, did you at least like get to choose your nails? color or i did not i did not get to choose my color uh she she chose the teal I did had you do some, like uh, a like a gel or a, a
1: shellac on. or did you i don't do know a, the
0: what? difference it's nail polish
1: it's not i mean there's a lot of differences i could get, get into if you want
0: I, you know, I mean, I, I, for, we were going to talk about James getting employed, but I would much no, rather no. hear. I want to know if this on is one polish.
1: of those
2: one of those things that Alex just knows an, an inordinate amount about. So, it's got not only pick. do I want to know that you know that, I want to know why you know that. So, please do enlighten us on
0: the difference in nail. You polishing. don't have a sister, right?
1: Uh, no, I don't have a sister. <laughs> um, actually, actually, I don't. I don't know anything about nail polish. Thank God. Um, oh, the one really thing excited. I do. The one thing I do. No though is there is apparently a huge difference between a gel shellac and like just a normal shellac, which is still a gel um because every time Kelly tries to get her nails done in America, she gets all pissed off because the shellac isn't the right type um don't know what a shellac is, don't know isn't, why it's important
2: but isn't shellac what you like put on walls or like stain yeah decks that's with what or I something
1: would think. isn't that stucco?
2: Well, well, that's ceilings and also walls, but yeah, no, shellac's like a primer, isn't it? Like oh. I know, I know it is, and I know it's the same word, and it's used, and like it's, I'm sure it's chemically like compound similar to what they use in nail polish stuff. I don't know. I just remember that Tim the Toolman Taylor always used to talk about shellacking stuff. Uh-huh. Right, right. That was um, see, that was Scooby Doo, but it was that was nice. Try.
0: No, they do the Tim the Toolman Taylor. That's like the segue that they do.
2: Not like the noise he's tried, he tries to make, right?
0: No, they like in the when they segue in the show, and
2: yeah, what's yeah. with you and like show sounds? You like literally got the NBC tune, <laughs> which is still <laughs> so weird to me.
0: <laughs> somebody texted that to Liza. I mentioned that I wanted to like put it up every time that you talk about NBC, so somebody from NBC I'm not supposed funny. to say who texted that to Liza.
2: <laughs> that's funny. Well, I would also like a lot of other things that if people
0: listening want to send to the show. Well, anyways, we can't use the NBC. A new producer? (laughs) We can't use the NBC chime anymore because uh, James got fired from NBC and had to bounce on his feet and land at Andretti Autosport. Not not exactly how that happened. That's how it happened in my head.
2: Well, it's it's a good story. It's arguably a better story. I will say that.
1: Did you so, get naked for NBC too? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, they're cool with that. Yeah, actually, yeah. that makes sense. You they didn't get that. naked for NBC. That was that the, the problem. problem? That yeah. was the problem. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well.
0: So James, uh,
2: you're back in a race car. Yes, I am. I am back in a race car for the final three Is this, races. Does this
1: mean you're also a big mountain climber now?
2: Um uh no. No, okay. I will, I will leave the mountain climbing to the professionals. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's, 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 out. I'm, I'm driving the, the 26 Cambridge Honda for Andretti for the last three races. Um, you know, Zach, Zach stepped aside and there was, uh, you know, I guess something, some situation there. And I honestly, I honestly don't know the details behind it. Um, but I know, uh, I know, I think a little bit of what Zach's going through and, um, I got a lot of, I got a lot of time for him. He's a great kid. I've known him for a, a long, long time before we were colleagues in IndyCar, before we were teammates at Andretti Autosport, you know, we were friends way before that and he's uh, got a lot of fight in him and that's how we got this opportunity in the first place. Uh, kid's a hustler. So I know I'll land on his feet. I know it probably sucks right now. I would have loved to have, you know, seen out those, those last three races of the year, but, um, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, Obviously excited for the opportunity to be back and get to bug Alex a little bit more in engineering meetings.
1: At least you don't have to ask me questions when I get blasted at the start about what happened.
2: <laughs> that is, that is true. I I mean, you I can was, still
1: ask me, but at least I can give you the answer I want.
2: <laughs> you can give me the uh, curse filled, the cur- the curse laced rant at the end. No, it was funny. I was talking to somebody earlier and. I, I picked that moment as both the highlight and lowlight of my pit reporting career so far with NBC and IndyCar because sure. it was one of the most uncomfortable moments of my life. But I did get Alex Rossi to laugh immediately after being taken out of a race three feet before the start of the race, which I think qualifies me for an Emmy of some sort.
1: Yeah, only you, James. Literally, <laughs> it could have been like...
2: Oh, what yes. if it was Tom Brady? What if Tom Brady was interviewing you?
0: What if he just looked at you, deep in your eyes, and said, "I'm disappointed in you."
2: Alex would have retired. He would have
1: quit. Yep. <laughs> that probably would have been. He would have moved it to bed. Become that, a monk. That probably would have been the second time I threatened to re- retire this year, James. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: oh, so, in case anybody was wondering, the sandwich is delicious.
0: Wait. So, wait, wait.
1: Um, James. So how. Obviously, you know, you, this was unexpected, right? So, like, how did it come to be? Did you just get a phone call out of the blue? Did you, was there a meeting set and you thought you were in trouble? Like, what, how, how did, how does something like this happen?
0: Cause I like, I think Michael Andretti just texted new seat who dis.
1: Cause like, <laughs> you, you, you always hear the stories about the guys who get that call up, right? Who, you know, have, have been out of the car for whatever reason, whether it's, whatever right endless amounts of reasons and then all of a sudden they're racing like how how
2: yeah no great it's a great question um and it's kind of it interesting so, greatly okay tim
0: it rambled a bit let's be honest the content was uh,
2: to be fair for a guy that writes words for a living you <laughs> often screw stuff up in the word <laughs> category so
0: some people have a way with words others <laughs> not halfway
1: that's good you're using <laughs> the same jokes for the past four years. It's good yeah, that That's weren't yours to begin with. But yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Um so so what was interesting was, you know, obviously I, I wanted to be ready for the entire season just in case there was some situation that arrived where I would needed to be jump, you know, needed to jump in a car. And that was part of my agreement with NBC. Like they knew all along that if those opportunities came up, that was something I had to do. Uh, they were very supportive of that. And You know, we kind of got through the year, and uh, the last of my scheduled races was the 500. I had three races, you know, with Genesis and Andretti, and the last one was Indy. And I had been working on a deal to try to get another race and and try to get actually a, a car on track for the Harvest Grand Prix, and... As a result, I've been I've been you know training and preparing the same way that you know you Alex we train at the same facility and Scott and all the guys that are full time. I was in the gym doing the same thing just to be ready. And a, about a week ago, I got a I everything that we were working on had kind of just sort of run its course, and it didn't look like it was going to happen. And I finally said to Alex Wayne, our trainer at PitFit, like, "Yeah, hey man, I, I don't think that opportunity is coming together." So uh, you know, realistically, I'm probably done for the year. If we want to start adjusting my training a bit and going a, a bit of a different route, a bit off piste from the other guys, it's, it's okay to start doing that now. And he sort of said, all right, well, let's just get through this week and we'll focus on it next week. And then sure enough, at the end of that week, I got a phone call. And, uh, so luckily I was still, you know, still on track with you guys and, and preparing as if, you know, I was going to be in the race and the phone call came. Um, I was, I was just as shocked as anybody to get it. It was Michael. He gave me a shout, um, and honestly, my my first thought, my first worry is because I, you know, I knew Zach had been uh, he had been out west rock climbing, and my my initial fear was that he actually got hurt. And you know, fortunately, that wasn't the case. But you know, there were bigger factors at play, and he just said, "Hey, are you are you willing and able to drive the twenty six car for the last three races?" And so, I uh, you know was. I was away, out of town at a, you know, guitar learning, sing along, campfire building seminar. Um, wait, wellness wait, retreat.
0: Wait, 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 wait. wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, we were, we were, we were building uh, shelters for rescue animals.
1: Dolphins, Dolphins orcas, uh, um, sea sharks, lions.
2: Yep. You know, we got oh, got it, got sharks. it, got it. Yes, yes. Um, you know, there was, there was. That charitable yoga thing that you guys did, yeah, big cha- big charity guy, and uh, and so yeah, do it so that kids. was good for the kids, and that was that was it. That was the call. I mean, it was kind of as simple as that, and um, it all came together pretty. Did uh, you did
1: you play hard to get? Were you like, nah, I'll get back to you,
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> Alex? I you know, here's now, remind thing. me which team which team are you again? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, It's funny. It's funny when you think sometimes of these situations, right? And not like necessarily this one in particular, but you just you think about how you'd react in certain scenarios and how you'd you'd want to act cool and you know play hard to get or whatever. And then the moment comes and you just can't say Yes,
1: please. That's I would do anything. Okay, thank you so much, Mister Andretti. I I appreciate you. Let me know what you need from me. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you're such a nice man. How much do I pay you?
0: Yeah,
2: Yeah. (laughs) exactly. So, uh, so yeah, no, I, there was, there was, there was no need for that. And because I'm, I I still kind of consider myself part of the team, you know, so it was, it was doing my teamly duty to to step in and and help out when, when required. So yeah, it's cool. I get to go back to one of the tracks that I've actually been to this year, which is nice. Uh, You guys have been uh, road coursing a lot without me, but hopefully you figured some stuff out and made the cars awesome and
1: I mean, guys have. I haven't in particular really <laughs> yeah. done Whatever. many f- races, but
2: in four road course races, you have three podiums. Just throwing that out there since GP. Huh.
1: that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, well, one good. of my
0: favorite things about this show is when we point out how well Alex has done <laughs> to Alex. <laughs> right. Yes. I, you know, I'm, I, in
2: my broadcasting role, I'm I'm a big sta- big statistics guy, big stat, big
1: stat, man. Big stat guy,
2: stat man. And, uh, yeah, you've got three three out of four since the GP. So it's hmm. still three out of five, including the GP, which
1: is uh, pretty good. Pretty
2: good.
0: All right. I'll well, take it. Um, yeah. So. I'm oh, sorry.
1: What? No, Tim. By all means, this is your podcast, too.
2: <laughs> I mean, his name is right there in the title. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I did legally change my name to Ampersand. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think we have an Ampersand. I think we spell out and. uh yes. But I just kind of want to touch on more of the, the Zach stuff because like, you've been, you've been there. You've you've had you know falling outs with teams, or this wasn't necessarily a fallout, but you you've been on the other end of of this before. So I mean, do you reach out to Zach? Does
2: that weigh yeah, no, on you? for sure. I, I I did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, because I have. I've I've been through a you know similar-ish situation, similar enough that you know I had a sense of kind of what he was going through and and how he probably felt about it and all the rest of it and. Um, I did, I did reach out and, you know, and and he responded, we kind of went back and forth on text a little bit and it's, uh, it's tough, man. It's, it's a tough situation all around. Uh, and and again, I, I don't know specifics necessarily. Um, but just knowing what everybody knows about not him, not being able to do the last three races for whatever the, the reason is, um, it sucks. And if you didn't know it was coming and you didn't prepare for that, like you didn't know that your last race. You didn't know going into it that that was going to be your last race of the year, you know, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate in, in a lot of ways. But like I said, that that kid's a fighter and he's he's overcome a lot in his life and in his career. And uh, I know that whatever whatever he sets his mind on doing next, he will get there.
1: So like I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, James, especially the part that hits home is like if you don't know it's your last race. Right. Like that's that's hard. That's hard to. There's probably a lot of things you'd you'd want to do different or say different or or whatever. Um but I think what we need to also appreciate is the fact that, you know, Zach is one of the few young drivers, you know, coming out of Indie Lights or whatever, that that actually got a a really awesome opportunity. And so like, as much as you feel bad for him because he's become kind of one of us and, and a competitor at this point, you know, you also look at the guys like, you know, the the Wade Cunninghams, the Kyle Kaisers, the even Jack Harvey up until this year, right? Guys who are super successful in light. For sure. And, um, you know, for one reason or another, really never got the opportunity to, to be an IndyCar and, and kind of in a way it, it showed, you know, that there was flaws in the system to, to a certain extent. Um, with that being said, I think, I think what IndyCar does in the road to Indy is, is the best on the planet, but still it just it, reaching the top level of professional motorsports is, there's a lot of challenges that go along with that. So the fact that, Zach did get three years with the top team. I think you know that's a lot to, to be thankful for and to look back on with, with a lot of positive memories. I mean, obviously, you want it to go on forever, but that's that's not realistic. So I think in a lot of ways he he got he got a lot um, over the the past bid, and, and we'll miss him as a teammate. He was a great kid, um, brought a lot of kind of brightness and, and smiles to to the engineering room, but ultimately. Um, you also bring some of those things. Uh,
0: (laughs) Old curmudgeon Hinchcliffe. Yeah. I
2: think he's a smiley guy. I'm the second oldest guy on the team. Is the first Mario? No, I meant drivers (laughs) currently active. You jackass. But no, I mean, luckily I still have like
0: 14 years to catch Hunter A because he's like old as dirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alex, this yeah. isn't this isn't a late lunch for James. He's just so old. This is when he has dinner. This is dinner. <laughs> this is 2 right. p.m. dinner. This that doesn't is make dinner.
1: Sense. Um well, but yeah, like no, I I I think Zach, you know, once once the the salt comes out of the wound initially, I think he'll he'll look back on it as I mean he he had he had a good run for sure. And I I I I don't say that not thinking he'll be back. Like I think for sure he's going to be a guy that's is there in the month of May. I know he's already looking at at sports car options and stuff, so he'll definitely be back in race car in twenty twenty
0: one. It's got to be an interesting relationship for you guys with the team owners too, which I guess I never really thought about that dynamic. Like, I guess you are more friends with some than you are with others over the career, but it always feels like Michael's like you guys are friends as well as as working for him. So, I mean. How do you guys view that? The considerations that they have to make in terms of, you know, okay, I got to fund the car, I have to do this, or this is the driver I want to stick up for.
1: This is a business. Like, he he has to support his bottom line and his family with with what he's doing in racing as much as he. he Oh no, yeah, fully fully get that. Right, as much as he cares about all of us, ultimately he's got to do things that make financial sense for him. So,
0: um, well, yeah, you you can't you can't run the cars you want if you can't run any cars. Right, and I,
2: I think I think where Michael stands out for me, at least in my experience, is you know he's he's still such a driver, you know at, at heart, and he's more recently been a driver than any other team owners that have maybe some driving experience. All of them kind of seem to have a little bit of driving experience. Michael was Michael Andretti. I mean, my, Michael had driving Hear experience. Heard of him? Yeah, and um, <laughs> and so he, I think I think when it comes to situations like this, he he probably takes it a little more personally than than some of the others because he, he looks at it also from the driver's side. You know, he, ultimately the decision has to be Michael, the team owner. Uh, but emotionally, I think there's definitely, you know, Michael, the race car driver that, you know, definitely feels the impact of that more than more than other guys that are just purely team owners and don't look at the other side of it.
1: I'm just surprised, you know, Tim didn't get the call, to be honest. I did. I,
2: I, uh, I said I had a thing that weekend. Right. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) Michael did say I was the fourth call that he'd made that day.
0: Well, he called me, and he had also he he had had also made three calls the previous day.
1: Was this about Bathurst? Or
0: (laughs)
2: so I was the seventh. I was the seventh car, seventh
0: guy that he had called. No, I'm just I've I've fallen behind on Brooklyn Nine Nine, so I scheduled in uh, Friday and Saturday to catch up.
2: And I just the nail polish is is still throwing me. I keep forgetting that it's there, and then (laughs) it's a lot.
1: I don't, I don't love it. Because one of the other
2: cool things that maybe Hazel hadn't taught you yet, because I know you're still learning a lot about nail polishing things, um, and Alex and I are by no means experts, but there's this other, other thing they make. It's called nail polish remover. And the purpose of that – stay with me here – the purpose of that is actually to uh, remove nail polish once – it's on. Well, see if you look at the nails. nail polish
0: on this finger in particular. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's,
2: yeah, it seems as like it's already chipped and it, it is a little bit.
0: No, Hazel, likes it. she's we have matching nail polish. I'm a rocket because when my hair is this long and I'm wearing a mask and walking my dog, holding my daughter's hand, I, I don't uh I don't really, I don't care what I look like anymore. I've I've given up long ago. Did
1: you I I didn't know that you ever cared.
0: Here's the astounding thing. I used to a little bit. And that's wow.
2: <laughs> wow. And, that, and, this, and this is what
1: you look like. Did did we did we know you when you care?
0: I'm just saying it's been months since I've worn a black button down.
1: That's because you're in pajamas,
0: though. Yeah, you haven't gone in public.
2: And here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. When people see you walking down the street hand in hand with a toddler, it already creates a couple question marks. Now that you are wearing nail polish, I feel like that's not helping. That's not helping the general feeling that you may have
1: kidnapped this child.
0: Well, it's uh, everybody. In this At least he doesn't have
1: the homeless beard anymore.
0: That's yeah, true. man. that was rough because that like came out awkwardly from under the mask. And that was just, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, it was bad. It was all bad. It was like, is that a novelty mask that nobody should ever buy? <laughs> like, yeah. So it was, uh, Let's just be glad that phase is done.
2: All right. So, Alex, we're heading back to GP. Now you know that you're on this unbelievable streak of impressive road course finishes. You must be thrilled to be heading to a double (laughs) header at (laughs) Indy GP.
0: Yeah, usually a powerhouse for uh, you. You drive for right? Yeah, usually a,
1: a great sequence of corners for the old 27 boys um, yeah I mean yeah I'm excited to race um, yeah, no no here's the thing like, we, we have, we have 16, 17, 18 19, 20 over the past five years we've gone into that event with like seemingly a new philosophy every time of of this is how you know we're going to we're going to close the deficit and be better and get the balance right and every year we like are like 8th to 11th and qualifying missing 2 tenths and it's just astounding to me cuz quite frankly probably at this point it's not even the car it's just it's just me because we've been through so many different iterations of vehicle <laughs> dynamics and chassis setups right. and philosophies and 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 in all my logic and like my background in Europe, like this should be one of my best tracks, and I just can't, I can't figure out the lap time around there. That's so a, so thought
0: about being better? Have you thought like I, up?
1: You know what? I think that's the thing we're going to try this weekend. We're going to try and suck. <laughs> but less. so at least for so one, one. So that's right. so that's
2: a good point though that you bring up that that it might might not be something completely evident to people listening is. When you show up to a racetrack with a completely different setup philosophy each time, from the driver's seat, you have to learn the quirks of that car and that setup and what makes it tick and where you can push it and where you can't, where you find that lap time. And so if you're changing that philosophy every year, as a driver, you're almost starting from scratch. Like, yeah, fine, you know which way the track goes. You know it goes left and right in certain places, but... It it does make a huge difference when there's not a consistency in the setup, and so it, it does make it a bit of a challenge. And um, I wonder if this year, just because we did just go here a couple months ago, the Don't idea worry, is to James. show up
1: whole new philosophy.
2: Okay, <clears throat> good. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Yep. I hadn't reached that point in the uh, in the engineering briefing yet. Yep. But, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: So I'll let you know. I mean, you'll yeah. be there. You'll yeah, get to I'll, see.
2: I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch yeah. it up close and personal. Yep. Um,
1: so, so I mean, it's just you are absolutely right and i think that there's a lot of merit to that but i also think that you know ryan and i we we are pretty similar in in a lot of the the things that we do car setup philosophy wise and stuff and him and i like always are just running the same lap time on top of each other so i like there's something there's something more i think um and and we have a theory Uh, I don't know that the theory is really going to mean anything, but we have a theory at least. So we're going to give it a shot. And um, if it works out great, if it doesn't, you know, we'll be in our eighth to 11th about two (laughs) cents off and uh, try and do the best we can. I'm just going to call it.
0: I'm calling it right here. Alex wins both races just because of that. So,
1: (laughs) so if it
2: makes you feel any better until July, when we had the rescheduled GP this year, only two guys had ever won that race since
1: 2014.
2: So, like, it's not just you and Ryan. It's literally everybody else apart from Will Power and Simon Pagno.
1: Which is why, because the track, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but the track isn't, like, that hard. It's not that hard. The, the like, 7 to
2: 10 section, there's a 10th to be found or lost, you know, but, like, yeah, I'm with you.
1: But, but you do look know, at you look at some of the guys who make lap time right and and some of their things that they do like in in the, the the way in the introduction to driving handbook what they do is not like how you should drive a race car yet they're still in the top four or five like it's it, it's a mystery to me here in barber are the two tracks that for the life of me i just don't understand what you got to do to be quicker on there.
0: Really I thought you Which is hard. funny
2: cuz they're kind of like the two most european tracks. <laughs> it's weird, right? Very weird. Very yeah. weird. Very but strange. Here's my theory on IndyGP as I enjoy my sandwich.
0: God, I hate you so much.
1: Just fix it in post, bro.
0: <laughs> I leave it in yeah, and I, mean, I get a text from my friend Nick every episode. <laughs> and honestly at this point I think I just leave it in to piss him off. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I'm sorry, Nick. Now I'll stop doing it. I thought I was just doing this to bother (laughs) them. But so here's the thing, because you're right, Alex. There are weird things that we've seen people do there that don't make sense in theory. I find that track, especially with the red tires in qualifying, so tire sensitive in the sense of like how you prep the tire, tire pressures, all that stuff. Making sure the grip actually lasts an entire lap there is turned on at the start of the lap, but then is still hanging on at the end of the lap. That, for me, is the biggest challenge of that place and, and has such a big effect on lap time. So that's and like we're going now, we like, oh, yeah, we've just raced there. It's same tire, same cars, whatever, whatever. It's going to be like 30 degrees cooler. And so whatever whatever experience we had from the July race is almost completely irrelevant now. And so it's, it's going to be for me when you look at. The 150 things that we have to try and accomplish in, in our one hour of practice, figuring out the best way to turn the tire on and, and how and when is going to be, for me, a big one of them. I think that's a big part of it.
1: No, that, that's a fair point. At least we only have the, the one hour of practice because, you know, we wouldn't want to impede on SRO West region number four, you know, <laughs> their, their race weekend, you know, it'd be tough to, to really impact, you know, their schedule.
2: Alex of course is talking about the fact that our weekend is shared with um uh, what's what series
1: is it? It's Skip Barber.
2: It's a sports car series and, and Skip Barber. Is Skippy actually there?
1: Yes, we we're you know, the support event. Perfect. In a lot of ways, yes.
2: And so um the that schedule already existed when we kind of had to adapt our race into it. So yes, we have some peculiar track times and maybe a little bit less track time than we would have ideally liked, but it's, it's still good that we get to go there and and thank them for including us. And and,
1: and, and honestly, it's good that they're allowing fans. Um, It's going to be great. Um, I know the the city of Indianapolis has greatly missed their IndyCar racing, especially obviously with with the 500. So I think. All right, fine. If
0: one of you guys want to buy me a plane ticket, I'll come out.
2: Super don't want to do that. I mean, I will.
0: All right, I, I'm free Friday. <laughs> why? Why
2: would you do that? Why would you do that to me?
0: I just may. I'll, if if you fly me out, I'll bug Hinch all weekend.
2: Uh, as your teammate, I will then turn around and bug you all weekend. <laughs> so, just I will just deflect all that annoyance right onto you.
1: Interesting. Yeah. yeah the dynamic I have the, to deal with.
0: The, the most surprising part of all this is at the start of this conversation, Alex, when you went through 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. You've been here for five years.
2: Yeah, exhausting, isn't it?
0: Well, I was just saying it because I remember when we met at Guys, the test day in Phoenix. What? And that Guys? felt like a century ago. Yeah. <laughs> like... You don't oh, we're not that. allowed to be, we're not, no, it's been great. No, it is weird, though. I still think of you as, like, relatively new here. It's like, I think he's going to stick around. It's like, no, he's well, been here five to, years. He's going to stick around.
1: Compared to James and Marco, fair. I am very new. That's fair.
2: <laughs> five years, yeah, you know what? It just, it feels like you've been here the whole time. But I mean that in a nice way. Not like, oh my God, it feels like I've known you forever. It's like, no, no, you, no it's you've both been ways, a part of the family. Well, a little bit of both. But you've been part of the family for, it seems like you've just been here the whole time. I feel like the end of one of these seasons.
0: Want to talk I feel like the end of one of these seasons. There's just gonna be like NBC's gonna zoom in on the picture, like from The Shining, where it shows like the opening of IMS, and then there's Alex in the crowd. You've always been here.
1: <laughs> I'll never forget when I first Super met him, and I didn't know why he was there or why I was being forced to talk to him. And you know, it's weird. After five years, I feel the same. You still way. don't, yeah. <laughs> I like liked, like
2: who are you?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> I do like in our text messages uh, before this show started. We talked about the sort of mixture of personalities we have on this show and what makes it work. And it was, I think, Alex's comment was like grumpy, happy, and non-essential. <laughs> Those were the three different <laughs> personality right. traits. We, we
1: we could be our own like set of of dwarves. <laughs> There you go. Except, no, except I just Tim something could be invisible. really mean
0: about myself. What's it's, that? It's two and a half men. Uh,
2: uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's
0: true. Or Who's... two minute a baby. Two minute a baby is better.
1: Yeah. Two minute a baby. I mean.
2: No, because if you're a baby, then I feel like we have some responsibility for you. If you're half a man, that sounds more insulting. Let's, so I like that let's better. Let's be for absolutely
0: you. clear here. You both do have a lot of responsibility for me.
2: That's that's actually yeah way more than Becky and so, I don't want kids because we already have you.
1: And Connor. And Connor.
2: <laughs> and I guess by de, by default Hazel and well, whatever whatever kids Connor has throughout the world offspring that he, he hasn't met
1: yet. Speaking of speaking Hazel's of Connor. Oh, oh yeah. How have we not
0: brought this up yet?
1: Let's talk about his 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 truck debut, his Las Vegas um adventure. Yeah, he Amazing. made
0: all of us in the LCQ League proud. Um Mm, you, I raced a problem. I raced in the
2: mm, LCQ like,
0: more recently than yeah, you, James. I didn't know you. Not, I
1: didn't. I didn't know you were in the chat, Tim.
0: I yeah, was briefly.
1: <laughs>
2: Nope you you sure weren't. Uh, yeah, we have we have guests in the LCQ. Like if you do a cameo appearance on a television show, you're not part of that show. You're not in the cast.
0: You know, you get, you get paid so, the residuals.
2: Yeah, for that one episode <laughs> that no one's going to remember. So it's, let's not, it's not, you're not in the cast. You're not in the the cast of the show.
0: I think everybody can agree that I'm part of it. So anyways, our, our boy Connor from our LCQ league.
2: So Alex, what was the most (laughs) impressive part of Connor's performance for you?
0: Well, let's, 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 let's paint
2: the picture for those that don't know. Connor Daly made his first ever truck start at Las Vegas, a 1.5 mile oval uh, teamed up with Travis Pastrana. They did this deal together. They ran nice trucks and uh, what makes this so impressive is Connor has never been to the Vegas track, he has never driven a truck in any capacity, and he's never driven a stock car on an oval. And they don't practice or qualify,
1: so literally the first time he was at full throttle would have been when the green flag dropped. So, <laughs> quite frankly, the most impressive the most impressive part was that he finished. The yeah. second most impressive part. And quite honestly, this is mind-boggling, and I'm so proud of him, is that he almost, like, up until the last lap and kind of the last corner, he was on the lead lap. Yeah. Like, he, he actually got it, like, was doing it. He was competitive. Like, he was
2: good. He went, he went down a lap on, in into three and four on the final lap. Like, so, we were like, we, at the, line, the time... Right? Well, at the time we were heartbroken for him. Like, oh, so that would have been so cool. But then we realized it was actually a saving grace because coming out of four that very lap, his gearbox detonated. And had he been <laughs> ahead of the leaders and just been getting the white flag, he would not have made it all the way around to finish the race. So it was kind of a blessing in
1: disguise. <laughs> but, like, but like he, he beat Travis, who, who used to race in X, well, Xfinity. whatever Xfinity yeah. used to be. um. Has has quite a bit of stock car oval experience. Did a race at Daytona in a truck earlier this year. Yeah, I think and, he's done a
2: handful of truck races.
1: Right, but as recently as this year, right? Yeah, and yeah. and and, tr- and Connor showed up and like beat him by a like a pretty hefty margin, which is awesome. And it's a great it, representation of IndyCar and for sure.
2: Yeah, it was I mean. fun to watch because we were watching him progress throughout the entire race. You know, we were keeping track of his lap times. Alex had his, uh, his, his radio set up on a little speaker. So we were listening to his communication with his spotter. I actually, I was texting them earlier today. I thought his spotter was great. he did a great job kind of helping coach him through the event and all the little things you have to do. And it's just things that would be so just like, you wouldn't even think about them. If you were a guy that did these, these races every week, just the, all the little procedural stuff that you don't even get the chance to work through in practice, You know, he was the first time he shifted a gear in this truck was when he was on, you know, the start of the race or maybe the one of the pace laps. Like it's it's insane to think you just hurdle a machine into turn one at a track you've never been to with a car you've never. I get that's madness to me.
1: He didn't even have a sim sim day.
2: No, and the and the other thing that's crazy is because the they're doing the the starting grid based on owner's points, both of those trucks have run with other drivers in the series, like guys were starting behind them. So there were people behind them going into turn one, knowing that guy's literally never done this before in his entire life. So when do you guys
1: do it? I I was oh. super uninclined until watching Connor do and and, and Here's the thing, like I'm not going to do it anytime soon, but like I'm less scared if the opportunity presented itself now because he kind of, you know, paved the way a little bit and and showed that you can do it if you're not, you know, completely dumb, I guess. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, uh, I'd do it, I guess. I I mean, I
2: would love to do it. They look like a lot of fun to race. He even said like they're just it's fun racing. It's a lot of side by side. Like it's it's a cool thing to do. And they can run, like, anywhere in the track. Like, they were all over the place. Second lane, third lane, fourth lane sometimes. Like, having that freedom looks like a lot of fun. And we were watching him wheel it, like, catching it all, like... We see his hands through the windscreen, just sawing away at the wheel off of four. Like, it was it was fun to watch, man. He did a great job.
1: Yeah, very, very cool. Um, Well, what else is well, happened uh, in the world, guys? You turned
0: 29. Yeah, that's...
1: That's pretty concerning.
2: So let's all wish Alex a happy belated birthday. Uh, And how did you celebrate? You celebrated by watching Connor Daly's debut truck race.
1: I did celebrate by watching Connor Daly's debut truck race. We were at fellow LCQ participants uh, and Connor's team owner, Ed Carpenter's house. And his wife was really nice to to get me a cake of sorts. Um, uh, Not a cake of sorts. She got you the
2: best cake that is on the planet which I mean, is Dairy Queen ice cream
1: cake? That's debatable, but okay, she got me a that's cake. Super undebatable. And um, hey, sorry, uh, she,
0: Hazel uh, just came up. I didn't realize it's reading room. She has something she wanted to say to Alex real quick, just to interrupt. Good Hi, Hazel. Happy birthday.
1: Thank you, sweetheart. How you doing?
0: Hey, I may be older than you, but at least I've accomplished a lot less. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you may be older than me, but at least um, you can't retire anytime soon.
2: Well, you have to work to retire. So exactly.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I retire from the podcast? Because even that, what you do here, I wouldn't consider that
0: work. Talking to you guys is excruciating work. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that.
2: Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at off track. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at The Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. i by that I
0: mean